Welcome to the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church Podcast, where we listen, learn, and love together. Our speaker today is Pastor Jonathan Pinato. Betrayal on the high seas. Ever since Peter could remember, Nate had been his enemy. Who was it? Peter and Nate. It all began when they were 10 years old. It was a hot, humid, sultry 4th of July night, and Peter was torturing a neighborhood cat with fireworks. Nate stepped in and thrashed him for it. That night, Peter vowed revenge, and he tried many times to get even. The boys, they lived in a small fishing village off the coast of Newfoundland, and as they grew into young manhood, both chose fishing as their occupation. And so they competed against each other, neither wanting the other to be known as the better fishermen. And there, in the midst of their rivalry, Anne moved into town with her family. Anne was beautiful, Anne was intelligent. And was sweet. And Nate and Peter just fell he, uh, head over heels in love with her. And they became friendly with her. And the rivalry once again ensued. This time it wasn't for the title of the best fisherman. But this time the competition and rivalry was for the heart of Anne. And she, she liked them both. It was simply a matter of which suitor she would choose. And so guess who she chose? That's right. She chose Nate. Ah, Peter's sense of revenge rekindled and he vowed to one day get even. Nate and Ann were were married and they went on their honeymoon. They returned to settle in a pretty little vine-covered cottage near the beach and Peter on his part went out to sea. And Nate and Anne, as they were just newly married and, and in love, they were both unaware of the hatred that was burning inside of Peter's heart. After some time, a cute little curly-haired boy arrived to gladden his parents' heart. And, and Papa Nate spent all his time with little Nate Jr., telling him tales of life on the sea. And Anne, of course, she didn't like those stories and would shake her head in disapproval. But little Nate Jr., he clamored for more. Little Nate grew up and became possessed with a deep longing to to sail across the ocean and to see the world. And, And when the weather was not stormy, he would accompany his father to the fishing grounds and And after each trip, his enthusiasm and love of the sea grew and grew and grew. And at night, he would stay awake listening to the sound of the waves washing over the stone. Always the sea lured. After graduating from high school, he came to Anne and he said, Mother, I must go. I must go. Please give me your permission. She looked down into his eyes and and saw love and affection written there as well as this burning desire. And so she said, yes, Nate. Yes, you may go. You may go. He gave her a big hug. And immediately he began packing. 
And so that sad day finally came for Nate Jr. to leave, and, and he first sailed 200 miles to a larger seaport, and then he boarded a vessel bound for England. After several days on the boat, he wondered why he was getting all the hard, unpleasant tasks. He, wasn't, he was sure he wasn't the only greenhorn on board. And then he discovered that the captain of the ship was none other than Peter. Peter, the old enemy and one-time rival of his father. Peter was working out his revenge. During the voyage, he seemed to vent all his spite on the boy, and he worked him so hard, he, he spoke to him so harsh, and he, he made his life so miserable that Nate decided to sign off the ship when they returned to port again. And on that fateful return voyage, the ship ran into a fierce storm, and, and thunder roared, and, and rain poured down in a steady sheet, and Fog enveloped them, huge whitecaps beat at the ship's side, and, and Nate, who was working on deck, was washed overboard. Fierceness of the storm wouldn't permit a rescue, and so the boat plowed on without him. When the ship arrived in port, one of the crew members went to Anne, Nate Sr., told the story, adding, he didn't need to be on the deck, but the, the captain, who, who for some reason, I, I don't understand it, he didn't like him, and he said that he had to stay around and help out. Anne was crushed by the blow, and she fell ill. Nate Sr., he began to feel a great hatred for Peter springing up in his heart. Hard, but he tried to conceal it from Anne. Two days and two nights he stayed by her side as she went down the valley of the shadow of death. And those days, those days were filled with heartache as he saw his beloved slip away from him. His hatred for Peter grew. He felt it grow stronger. And after several days of suffering, the grief was too much, the pain was too much, the sorrow was too much, the heartache was too much. And Anne whispered goodbye and was gone from his life forever. Nate was left alone to think of happier days with he and Anne and little Nate Jr. were all together in their little cottage home. But now that happy home had been broken up by one man. Nate's feelings were many and varied. Sometimes he, he thought he could forgive and, and forget Peter and a sense of his loss would rush over him and he would feel the old hate again. Fervently he prayed to overcome the bitterness in his heart, yet often it came over him and he felt unable to cope with the darkness of it all. Sometime later another storm came and moved in. 
furious wind lashed the waves into strands and cast them into the air with a deafening roar and sleet and snow filled the atmosphere and, and at day, daybreak anxious fishermen peered through their windows and a, and a shot was heard a ship, a shipwreck and the men dashed into their boats and soon a, a hardy group of seamen initiated a rescue and Nate went with them and, and when the men reached the doomed ship it was it was Nate's job to clear the deck of the crew and the board and to board them onto the rescue boat and and when all had safely boarded, one of the fishermen said, Wait, wait, the skipper, the skipper is sick. The skipper is sick down below. Someone has to rescue him. Nate volunteered and made his way to the captain's cabin. Hello, hello, is anyone there? Yes. I'm here on the bunk, came a faint reply. Nate tenderly lifted the sick man into his arms and hastened through the door. Once there, he stopped short, for in the gray light, he recognized the face of the captain. It was Peter. A tide of feeling surged over him. Again, he saw his wife suffer and die because of Peter's cruelty to little Nate. Hatred, black hatred was in his eyes. Now he would be revenged. But then his eyes softened and he hurried toward the waiting boat bearing the heavy form of the captain. When he arrived to the boat, the problem was there was only room for one more. There's room for you too, they said. But Nate knew better. He knew that any more weight in the rescue boat would sink and they would all perish. With heavy hearts and unwilling hands, the sailors pulled away, taking the sick take the sick captain with him but leaving Nate behind and they were only a few hundred yards away when the ship settled for its final plunge and quietly slipped off the rock into the icy depths bearing Nate with it several days later the captain Peter he recovered from the shock and the exposure to discover that it had been Nate who had given his life to save him. Tears rolled down his rough cheeks and, and he bowed his head in shame. Forgive me, Lord, forgive me, even as Nate forgave me. In the village graveyard beside Anne's grave, Peter placed a stone bearing this inscription. Nate Mercer. Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for an enemy. And so, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. 
though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Again, while we were God's enemies, we were saved through the life of his son. Romans 5, 6, and 11. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son. So that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This podcast is brought to you by the Jacksonville First Seventh-day Adventist Church. Connect with us on www.jaxsda.org or on Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to sharing more inspiring messages with you.